0: Welcome to the Amphibian Press Podcast. I'm V.S. Holmes and with me today is Jaquem Joyner, author and musician. I have a glimpse of his debut, Zarya, which is a young adult science fiction. Zarya is only 15, but her planet's fate lies in her hands. Will she stop Garrick and his secret weapon in time to save the people? Governed by a brutal military, Sidness is an advanced desert planet with drones and flying killing machines, buildings that claw high into the sky. Everything is under surveillance and everyone is controlled by this system. It's a fact, the way of life, and no one dares question it. That is, until Zarya's father confronts Garrick, the planet's sadistic chief military officer. Immediately he's silenced and never heard from again. In a desperate search to find her parents, Zarya uncovers a plot by Garrick to release a lethal weapon against the people, killing half the population, the weaker half, with inferior DNA. Using her father's research and detailed specs of the technology used by the military, she is Sydney's only hope. Equipped with Sochi, her AI powered flying airboard, and accompanied by her high school friends, Zarya sets out on a journey to find her family, stop Garrick, and save her home from certain destruction. Well, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Absolutely.
0: Give me a little bit of the inspiration behind your book.
1: The novel Zarya kind of came by accident because um, it's really my first novel, um, and I'm currently I'm I'm writing uh, some more now. Um, I've always been a huge science fiction fan, and um, um, I I love visuals and and CGI and characters from uh, different worlds and different planets, um, but I also love technology, and uh, I really kind of wanted to jumble that all together um and and a lot of roles are kind of led by uh dudes so <laughs> uh you know so um you know i figured to spice it up a little bit with zaria uh and then also make her young you know kind of naive so to speak uh as as she's um uh figuring out what's been happening uh to her planet and uh discovering um you know, what's um, uh, uh, what her father uh, kind of was working on and um, pursuing that technology as well as uh, continuing her father's work, um, but at the same time real- realizing how dark <laughs> things are uh, for her planet. Um, I also uh, tagged her up with a, a pretty cool teammate named Kizzy and um so Zarya, she's really good with like computer uh tech and um whether it's you know hacking um different uh, anything that's in kind of the computer world uh, her best friend Kizzy, is more so um more hands on she's uh she she does like uh, her father is uh, kind of in the um uh, mechanics and and works on the, the flying uh uh, machines and, and drones and stuff like that and he he works at the factory with fixing the drones and making them work so that's how um, uh, her his his uh, daughter Kizzy knows the, uh, the the kind of the hard mechanics of things so uh, the mm-hmm. two of them uh, um, young are uh, work together and then they um, and then they, they attempt to save the planet <laughs> without giving away <laughs> too much.
0: <laughs> aren't, are are we all sort of hoping to do that at this point? <laughs> oh. Yeah
1: yeah yeah. You know, and I I don't think that Zarya really knows that she's saving the planet. Um, you know, the 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 beginning, and I, I really don't want to give away too much of the book. I, I want people mm-hmm. to actually go and buy it. <laughs> but but um, you know, her her father, it, her father and Garrick were um, the two top. Well, her father was a top scientist um, for the planet. Garrick was kind of the um, political guy and, and made sure that they had money. So her father and Garrick worked together closely. Uh, uh, Garrick was promoted to chief military scientist and, and um, he wanted to use a, uh, um, Aaron's, who's Zaria's father, uh, um, mm-hmm. his his development for something more than just uh, saving people, and that's where uh, her father disagreed with giving him the technology that he discovered and things like that. So he's silenced and put away, and you know, um, never heard from until finally Zaria starts asking questions. <laughs>
0: yeah. So tell me a little bit about why you chose to make it YA? Um, Because I know a a lot of authors, you know, they they come under flat because it's like, oh, well, what teenagers are going to do this? What teenagers are going to save the world? And you know, I think a lot of us now, as we're looking at the state of affairs, we're seeing a lot of younger people are really helping out and, you know, have a different way of looking at things. So was that part of your inspiration or where, where else did it come from?
1: You know, um I've always thought younger people were kind of like the underdog as people don't take them seriously, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. who, yeah. <laughs> who is this, uh, you know, as, as a musician, uh, as a touring musician, I was always the youngest person, you know, by at least 20 years touring with the musicians mm-hmm. that I toured with. Uh, so I was always the young guy and maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's the reason why, who knows. But um, you know, I, 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 I like the idea of them being young, and, and naive and adults telling them to stay away and to not do this and, and let the authorities handle it. And, and, but instead they're like, well, you know, you guys don't know that this is going on and look what we can do. You know, you know we, we, we made this this airboard that can fly and we're able to hack into these mm-hmm. systems. You know, they're not supposed to be doing things. And next thing you know, you know, against their, um, her her, grandfather, her grandmother's wishes, you know, she actually goes in and um, is able to actually get into the military base, uh, you know, through, through using Sochi and, and, and through her computer programming. So it gets really, really dangerous for her and her friends. <laughs> <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. they're doing some really dangerous stuff, but but the but the idea about being young is is that uh, they kind of know the dangers, but don't but don't really really understand the dangers, you know. So, right. um, you know, I, I thought that was that was kind of a, a cool way of, of going about it, and in a plus, you know, adding the fact that uh, she's female, so female and young, you know, there's two two points against you right there. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> well, I think that's that's great because so often, you know, we, we see older generations, especially in, in worlds like the one you've created, where there's this either surveillance state, or just kind of grinding attrition, you know, the, the older generation is tired, you know, they, they don't have Mm -hmm. the energy to, to go solve these problems. And, you know, like, like you were saying, young kids don't know any better. But that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they don't know that, that it's so dangerous or, or we, you know, when we're young, we all think we're immortal. So
1: (laughs) exactly. I mean, they, you know, and I tell you in this book, I certainly made them really almost believe that they were immortal with some of the dangerous things that they got involved with, you know, so, um, but yeah, you know, um, younger people, they're not really afraid um, and they're trying out new things, you know, not afraid to try out something new. And, uh, you know, even though they're told not to do things, you know, they, they go and try it out and see if it works, uh, you know, anyway. So, um, you know, I made it, I wrote the story so that Zarya's kind of, she lives in a, uh, a village outside of the main city, which is called New Sabrina, which uh, has all of the flying drones and, and, and the big skyscrapers and, and, you know, all of the uh, off- police officers and people, people flying bikes and everything. So she's never been there. Uh, before Um, she's always wanted to go there because she you can barely see it across the desert space where she lives you can barely see the city Um, so she's always wanted to go there but uh, you know she was never able to go there now she has a reason to go there when she goes there for the very first time she's you know she's just met with all with 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 all of the people that are there and all the technology that she sees that she didn't know existed and things like that too so she's very excited to um you know find her her father's lab and 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 see if she can because her initial purpose is actually to find her father she doesn't actually um know that there's a problem with the oxygen on the planet until she's Uh, starts to read and understand what her father was working on Mm -hmm. Uh, you know so she went to an old lab that uh when he because he was taken away when she was a child so he he goes she goes back to his uh, old lab and you know um she she actually uses her 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 name to actually get into uh, the system the computer system, <laughs> and and then she she and she actually understands a lot of the stuff that her dad was working on, and then you know so now it goes from finding her dad to wow, we really need to let the people know that, you know, the planet is actually running out of oxygen, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, so that's, that's kind of how her stories are coming from a home, uh, small town, a <laughs> small town <Yeah>. girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm from a small town. So, so I get that. <laughs>
1: yeah, <exactly. laughs> uh,
0: so you've, you've mentioned the technology a little bit. What, kind of tech uh did did you end up using or was it sort of like ours which is a you know conglomeration of of various technologies
1: well i mean for uh, for one um you have uh, flying bikes um you have uh, obviously lots of uh flying drones her 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 um um ai airboard Sochi that she develops um Uses the energy from the sun. It can stay afloat, and it can go really, really fast. Um, You know, um, there's there are um, amazing like helicopter type machines that um, that are you know that are in the city. Um, There's uh, uh, computer computerized um, systems that control a network of drones, Um, uh, search drones like she's being searched by some drones and things like that, and. Um, you know, and they can also attack, <laughs> 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 you know, so, um, or they can just try to arrest, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a scene I wrote where she's, uh, you know, hiding in a back alley, trying to get away from the drones that are scanning the ground for her. And, you know, she kicks her way into a, uh, <laughs> into a door and these drones are very efficient. They land on the ground and then they start, you know, uh, just, just crawling into small spaces and they have this little, uh, um, Uh, laser to beam that could basically see every single thing or any living thing, you know, within the area. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like any heartbeat (laughs) or anything like that. So, you know, so, um, that, but I mean, if you, if you can think of like, um, let's say the fifth element, which is one of my favorite movies, and you can imagine like the taxi cabs that are, you know, that are in the air and all the cars are kind of flying around. That's the, that's the main crux of, uh, the civilization, uh, uh, mm-hmm. that she, that she lives. Of course, um, you know, even her bus, her school bus, when they're going to school, it also, it lands, it picks up the kids and then it takes off and then flies over to the school. But I wrote it so that the bus is kind of old and, and a little rusty and, and dusty. So it's set, even though it can do these things like fly, it's still, you know, like an old bus and they're trying to get a new one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. Cause I think it's, it's neat to see, you know, like a lot of sci-fi has this, you know, elaborate high tech, you know, stuff, and 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 that does happen in in cities. But I think it adds a neat layer to the world when you can see these high tech things, but they're already out of date. Yeah, like, exactly. Like the old bus, like it's flying, but <laughs> it's not <it's laughs>
1: old bus. Yeah, it's like barely yeah. getting off the ground, and you can see all the smoke coming out. You know, so I I, I wrote the stories kind of like that, and even like um, you know, when she was trying to develop her, because she develops her um, her flying. Uh, uh, airboard, um, because a lot of the junk comes in from the city, um, old drones and stuff. And they, they dump all that stuff, uh, in her little town, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, all of those parts and stuff like that. So she actually kind of goes in, breaks into, uh, uh, the junkyard, so to speak. And then she finds, you know, uh, a, uh, energy cell that she puts with this other thing. And, you know, so, it's so, and it's so mm-hmm. weird I and mean, then she's testing it with her, um, her little data pad on her arm and stuff like that. And then she finally gets it to function and then she makes it uh, even more superior than she thought she could make it just from using junk parts.
0: (laughs) That's cool. I, I love that stuff. I think for me, really, the the sci-fi worlds that draw me in the most are the ones that have those, those little details and the Mm -hmm. things that remind us so much of our own world and the, you know, the, the people around us, but, you know, maybe slightly, slightly to the left.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, slightly, slightly to the left, um, and also some of the characters I, I wrote, um, like she, Zarya, is more like um, an elf kind of a character, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. But some of the other people um, could 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 look like. Um, reptiles or or have a certain type of skin uh like like a, a snake type of skin or have you know be, a, be one person can be like really yellowish and and, mm-hmm. and and look like a bird a little bit or whatever um you know so they they all have this um different thing about them they don't all look the same you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. so like some will have tails, others won't have tails. Uh, some will have really long ears or just things to keep it, uh, you know, keep it spicy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> with the visuals. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I definitely think we get we can get a little bogged down in trying to make sci-fi and fantasy realistic, which is sort of counterintuitive to, yeah, to me. Like, right. like, that's the fun, right? All, all the wild races, the magic, the, the technology, whatever it is.
1: So. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like, uh, you know, the stuff that's going on on her planet. It's not, you know, it's not magic. I mean, the technology obviously mm-hmm. it's kind of old, you know, as far as Zarya is concerned, they need to, you know, she feels that like she's smarter than the stuff that they're doing in, in the big city, you know, so a lot of this stuff is, it's old tech. And obviously when she teams up with her friend Kizzy, who's really great because her dad fixes those drones every single day at the factory, you know, mm-hmm. she helps with developing like certain things. So, you know, together they're kind of a team, <laughs> I like that. So
0: So, sort of switching gears a little bit here, because I I just have to ask, um, how did you get started with writing a novel when your career so far has been as a musician? Because I think, I mean, obviously, they're both incredibly creative um, careers, but I just find it really interesting.
1: You you know, um, I would say it probably happened by accident because, you know, Touring, you know, I've probably toured close to 40 different countries as, an, as a musician, as an artist. Okay. So you're always, you know, um, uh, waiting to, to board a or flight or or, or, or or sitting at the airport for hours or, or backstage just waiting for sound check or, or waiting at the hotel for your rooms to be ready or whatever it is, you know. I kind of found that time to start writing because, you know, I would always use the time to watch my favorite movies, <laughs> you know, and then, but I'm such a big critic that I listened and watched these movies and I'm like, man, it just, you know, the plot could have been so much better or, you know, they really should have done this or, you know, I would have started, I would have started it off like this, (laughs) you know? So I just kind of took that and said, you know, Hey, why don't you just, you know, create your own little story or whatever. So I said, okay, whatever, you know, I'll just write like a chapter just to see, you know, I didn't really care too much. It wasn't really anything serious. Uh, But after a couple of weeks, you know, I've just kind of, really just rushing through from the beginning of the story to the end i was like "Hmm, okay okay let's go back and let's do some more writing let's let's rewrite this you know because as a as a um you know i make records so um i kind of rush through a song when i'm writing a song or an album and then i'll go back and start fixing stuff you know making it make sense because usually if your first thing you write is just usually basically garbage you know so you know yeah. but in that garbage there's there's little nuggets you know of of uh of of diamonds that you can pick out of the of the, of the trash and be like okay yeah let's make this something central or let's mm-hmm. build around this you know with music so uh, yeah. and it kind of was working the same way with the story honestly and you know, then I was mm-hmm. going back and I was like, yeah, this is cool. Let's do that. And and, and you kind of go through, you know, um, and through your second draft and then, and then, you know, it's, it's your second draft. It's kind of less garbage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you hope, <help>, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to ask if, if your creative process differed between writing and, and composing and producing, because I think a lot of authors have a secondary creative pursuit, um, or, you know, or, or primary, depending on, on how their lives are. But I'm always interested in whether our creativity expresses itself the same way um, between different, different mediums. Because for me, you know, I, I write both sci-fi and fantasy. And my process is actually pretty different between the two genres. Mm-hmm. And that's just within the same, you know, like that, that's still writing. Mm-hmm. So I, I always think it's very interesting how, how people's processes differ or or don't.
1: You know, I, I feel like, uh, for me at least, um, that the process seems to be quite similar to writing songs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, because you know there's this whole, you know, like I can imagine I'm, I'm, I'm writing a new song and the piano is, the, the keyboard is turned on, and I'm like, what tempo is it going to be? What's going to be the first <laughs> note? Okay, mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, okay, let me just play a chord. <laughs> See see what happens from there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So the same thing kind of with writing, you know. Um, it, it, but Zarya, I would say, I it, it wasn't kind of a blank thing because I, I was already inundated with watching so many science fiction movies, and I know that I wanted it to be like a science fiction. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it wanted to be a young adult science fiction, um, uh, led by a female character. Um, but I knew that I wanted to, you know. It just started off with some amazing, cool space. Or, or not spaced up with some cool technology and, you know, stuff that exists that, you know, it's going to be a thousand years from, from now <laughs> and just start mm-hmm. off there and then make a story from a, from, from, from the visual aspect of it, you know? So, yeah. um, and then, you know, you just keep going. So, yeah, I, I guess to answer your question um, it, it, it seems like a similar process to me.
0: That's neat. And I, I think it's really cool how you, you talk about, you start out with like, okay, what, what tempo, what, you know, these, these little detail questions that are from, I think, maybe a, a reader or a listener's perspective, it can mm-hmm. seem not as important as just like, oh, well, you know, plot A to plot B to, you know, this is, this is how the story progresses, but mm-hmm. it's so key to the feeling behind the song or the story. Yeah. And I, it's neat that you, that you start with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, because, you know, y- Tempo is is important because, I mean, you need to know, like, uh, what are you really trying to convey with the song? Mm -hmm. Is it a happy song? Is is it a sad song? Is it do you want people to dance or you just, you know? So it's like uh, even before you start playing your first note, you almost really have to decide what you're going to be what what you're going to be writing. What is the purpose of the song? (laughs) you know so um and then once you decide on the purpose of the song you can perhaps listen to similar songs that have the same purpose (laughs) and 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 drive off with some ideas and, and, and say okay that's cool what they did or whatever and then the next thing you know once you get going it's like uh and you're in a zone you know you you forget about all that stuff and you just plowing through, you know, yeah, Yeah, you know, (laughs) you know, but, you know, answering those first few questions will will help set you in the right direction.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, this is, this is just my, my curiosity now. Um, So obviously with writers, we have kind of the two camps of people who plot and then people who write by the seat of their pants. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I think most of us are somewhere in between, you know, closer to one end or the other of the spectrum, but Mm -hmm. does, composing have the same sort of divide? Or is there such thing as someone who plots or outlines their music versus just winging it? Or is is that just jamming, I guess?
1: Well, you know, you can start a song kind of by jamming and then turning -hmm. turning your jam stuff into like kind of a song. You know, I will say um, there is a small difference. Like uh, for instance, I I consider when I'm writing a song uh, in the beginning, it's it's a bit more technical because I'm trying to steer the song in a certain direction. Um, but once I get the the layout of the song, uh, and I and I and I've kind of created the shell of the song, that's when it really gets fun. Um, and that's when it's just like you letting your mind create parts mm-hmm. over top of this shell that you have, and just letting it go. Um, as far but when it comes to writing. Um, it's kind of flipped. It's like uh, in the beginning, that's when you're just going and it's just exciting. It's just like, whatever happens, just write it down, you know, yeah. and just, you just, you know, pulling from all your imagination and just going, but then it gets more technical when you're trying to fix the story, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? So, so the technical stuff kind of comes after the fact in mm-hmm. writing is uh, uh, literature, but then when it comes to music, it's like the beginning part is like the structure part. Yeah. <laughs> You That's know, fascinating. Yeah, so so weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what are you planning for next? Is, is this part of a, a series? Are you um, going to be writing sort of in a, in a different genre? What, what's your plan?
1: Well, I, I would like to uh, uh, finally get going, uh, continue on the second story, which I have started. But I've actually... Kind of finish. uh, I'm getting my second novels going through the editing process now, and that's called Minor Assassin, which is uh, which is not uh, science fiction. It's more real world. It's a young uh, and it's it it does deal deal with a young teenager who takes the law into his own hands. Um, He learns how to fight and kill from going to japan and he wants to avenge his parents back in las vegas at the same time he's stopping a network of uh of human traffickers um while detectives are looking for him because he's killing off a lot of bad guys so um so 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 this is more um mystery martial arts uh criminal uh kind of a story. So it's definitely oh. a ways away from Zaria <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, because, you know, this one has like serious violence in it, you know, mm-hmm. so, and, but he's also, um, I, I did kind of write him to be kind of a a techie too. So um, he uses devices, spy devices and different things like that, just to kind of spice it up a little bit. Um, you know, he has a mech hand, like a metal hand, cause he lost his hand in Japan doing training, but they turned that into this really amazing thing that can, um, do like an EMP and shut down electricity oh, cool. and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so it's, you know, one. yeah. Orkin actually uh has a gravity thing on it to make his boomerang come back or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is, mm-hmm. you know, it's got some science fiction elements to it, <laughs> but yeah. it's, you know, violent if he uses his hand to crush a bone, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, that sounds, that sounds exciting too. Is, is, are you planning for that one to be a series as well? Or is that mostly uh, a standalone?
1: Um, you know, I actually do plan on it being, well, that book will be a series, but it's Minor Assassin, which will be more like a minor assassin. Minor because they're minors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but, um, but uh, actually, he's the main book. Uh, he's the first assassin, but there are going to be other assassins uh, around his age from around the world that'll be more like short stories. Like a, 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 I have a story that I'm working on from a girl from Kenya who kind of, merges into the plot but it'll be in a later short story and it's in in, in someone from mexico whatever because the organization that trains them have actually been trained training um um, people all over the world so um those other short stories would kind of bring um the main story together and, and then people will be able to kind of continue the story uh based on other characters
0: that's cool i I always love that' because I feel like both as a reader and a writer, sometimes the characters I fall in love with the most in a book are the supporting characters mm. or you know the the character's best friend, mm-hmm. and it's really fun when an author or or if I'm the author, you know I get to do it on my own, mm-hmm. but you know you you get to explore those characters in a different way,
1: yeah, so. and you know like on this um uh, the strongest characters, in my opinion, of course, John, which is the main character, but it's actually uh, one of the detectives who works with the main detectives. And she's, uh, you know, she, she's an older um well, she's not old. I would say she's probably thirty or something like that. She's older than him, obviously, but but she has a passion for finding out what happened with him and his family. So in so her character is, is, is her story is kind of fascinating too. You know, working for the department, uh, the detective department in Las Vegas, and chasing down. You know, they've already were trying to find. Um, the, People, uh, the Japanese network that's been doing human trafficking in Vegas, but then all of a sudden this boy comes along, uh, and then they find out that you know he his family was the family that was they had the home invasion where um, mm-hmm. where where his parents were killed or whatever, but they don't really put that together until t- the very end that they know that that he's the one, he's the boy that they've been looking for and his sister, <laughs> you know? So, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so and, and that's like a, it's like a side story, the whole story with the detectives trying to find, uh, disrupt the network. And uh, it's like a whole side story. And then, and then John's story is kind of paralleling that story, you know?
0: hmm that's fascinating. Well, now I, now I have two books on my on my to, <laughs> to be read list here.
1: <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
0: So where can my listeners find you?
1: You can go to, um, um, for all of my readers, I, I like to send them to my website, com forward slash book club. Uh-huh. Um, it's basically my name. So if you can spell my name, dot com, and you can remember forward slash book club, that has all of the stuff uh, with regards to uh, my writing, the books that I'm reading, and stuff like that. Um, obviously, if you're interested in my music, just go to com and uh mm-hmm. you'll see my music my albums my discography my tour dates which all have but been cancelled for this year <laughs>
0: I was, I was wondering, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah you know i had a major tour you know that was just you know all the way set through the fall and just one by one uh for ours mm-hmm. they all just they all dropped like dominoes <laughs> and, I, and my, my last concert was march 1st in uh jakarta indonesia um, oh, wow. And I barely got back in time before everything got shut down. I think I got back around March 6th um, and mm. I flew through Taipei, Taiwan, and that was already uh, a headache because I, yeah. I, I was like, man, are they going to let us land in Los Angeles? You know, so <laughs> there was that uh, haven't been on a plane since. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well good I guess, right?
1: Yeah. So it's like, oh. you know, and and the last time I've uh been home, I can't remember the last time I've been home like this. I mean this this is uh, we're talking maybe fifteen years since 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 oh, wow. you know, since I've been home like this and not touring. I have been uh, able to finish some new music that I will be putting. In I was
0: tomorrow. wondering. Wow. I was like, is this is this downtime productive? I mean it's hard I think for a lot of us to, to be productive, but.
1: Well, you know, I was able to finally get the final draft done for minor assassin so i'm happy with that and then of course um uh, i I composed about six songs and i'm going to put out Late August, and I have a, a new single that's going to be going to radio uh, just at the beginning of September. So, the, m- you know, my fans will be excited about hearing new music. Uh, so that's you know kind of what I've been doing, and you know, make I, I just just you know just want to make sure this time doesn't make me go insane because you know I get to go <laughs> you know go back and perform and and people will be like wow he's a little. He's a little off. A
0: little off,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we're all
0: going to be a little off by the end of this.
1: Like, yeah, already. <laughs> What's that movie, Castaway? It's like you've been cast yes. away, but but you don't know that you're off. It's everyone else knows that you're off, but you don't. <laughs> <And that's, Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I realized about I think it was week, it was probably week four because um, both my spouse and I are archaeologists, so we mm-hmm. we stay at home when the ground is frozen so we've been doing this since December, you know, obviously we weren't like locked down, locked down, but we've been staying home in a very small apartment with just the two of us for, for a hot minute. (laughs) And so like week, week four of like the official lockdown quarantine, I realized I was, you know, dancing around my apartment with my house plants and, and maybe I needed to just go sit outside for, for a second.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, are you guys, uh, in in uh, in New York, or you guys on the East Coast or the West Coast?
0: East Coast, yeah. We're we're in uh, New England, so we're. Up-
1: oh, okay, okay. So, where I had some stuff in Connecticut, um, mm-hmm. and uh, up near near that area, um, yeah. So, you know, but, Boston. Probably. Yeah, yeah, Boston too. I had some stuff in Boston too. So.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of great great venues, and I mean, it's a nice place to visit when when it's safe to visit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can't I can't wait till things get back to normal again.
0: Yeah, just just something. It would be nice if, if just something would would happen. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, well, I'll I'll be sure to put all of the links, um, you know, down down in the description. And I'm excited to to check out your work. Um, I have one of your books already on my Kindle. So that's, that's on the ever growing list of of things I'm going (laughs) to read.
1: That's great. Well, well, I hope you hope you enjoy it and um, be on the lookout for some of the short stories that I'm going to be doing too. So, um, you know, short stories are great because, you know, for one, it's, it's much easier to manage, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, you know, so um, but I'm trying to make them so that they, they, they have still have good impact, even though they're short, you know,
0: yeah, um, I I love short fiction. I think it's it's really interesting, especially I mean both both writing and reading it. But you can really impact people in a very precise way. In a way that I think longer works, while they have more range to be impactful, mm-hmm. sometimes it gets lost. Right.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 then kind of leaving leaving some cliffhangers. I, I like to leave things open just in case I want to continue the story.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's always case.
1: good, right? <laughs> yeah, just in case. And if not, okay, we'll just leave it there. But, you know, there's yeah. this little thing, you know, this un, unanswered question.
0: <laughs> it's it's the post-credits uh scene in in the movies right
1: <laughs> yeah the post-credits scene you just have one of those at the end you know because if people are really loving it then you can be like okay people people are digging this and you know i can i can you know shell this out in a week <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for for joining me this was an awesome conversation and i'm i'm definitely excited to Check out your work and and also your music. I, I was doing some some YouTubing before this. So. Oh, okay,
1: great. It's been really fun talking to you, and I probably got to re- check out one of your books
0: if you'd like. I, I do uh, lesbian archaeologists in space, and I do epic fantasy. So those are my. <laughs> oh, that
1: sounds fun.
0: Awesome, yeah. Well, this has been the Amphibian Press podcast. I'm V.S. Holmes, and with me today was author and musician jakeem Joiner. Thank you so much for listening.